Pickaxe. Hello, my friend. My name's Sean, and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Last time on Curse of Strahd, our heroes have come to Argon Vostholt in search of a weapon that can help them destroy Strahd von Zarovich, Lord and Master of the Shadowed Realm of Barovia. In a frantic battle within the ruined mansion, having only just lost one of their members recently to Strahd himself, uh, desperation looms as both Xeros, the Dragonborn, and Dog's Body fall to a group of spectral warriors. As many of the companions ignore Xeros's plight due to his actions against Irina, a woman they have sworn to protect, he dies. But something changes. And as the last few spectres threaten the party, Xeros arises once more, but his eyes have become red rubies, as the pact forged with Asmodeus seems to have been more complicated than it appeared. Our party took some moments, uh, an hour to take a short rest, separate uh, as Irina and Ismark contemplate their future with the party. Rose and Jesper uh, go off towards one of the towers, leaving Ziki and Zeros in the other, and poor Dog's body stuck in the middle. Uh, not sure uh, which side to fall on, it seems. And that is where we begin today. Uh... Your short rest has completed. Um, you have had some time to uh, gain some energy back, uh, bandage wounds and, and tend to any injuries. Um, and yeah, that's, I hand it over to you. I feel that this is uh, another one more on you guys. Oh, okay. who's going to start then? <laughs> yeah, oh. so I guess that's the first question. Is like, who leaves their room first or does Dog's Body go looking for people? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go knock on. I'm gonna go to the dragon room, please. Yeah, you chose okay. your favorite. Um... You chose the right side. <laughs> so I'm gonna go you to probably... the other room, please. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You walk down one corridor, turn around, walk the other way. No. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can go knock for the others, and uh, yeah, you guys just react to it just as you would normally. Knock on the door. I'll, no. I'll get up and let 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 dog's body in. Uh, hi, hello. Are you okay? Yeah, I've been sleeping in the corridor. What's what's going on? I, I'm I'm sensing a lot of tension in this here party. Yeah, I might yeah. Get to know you guys a bit better. See if I can help. You know. <laughs> Because I don't want to die. It would be nice to talk about it. Um, it's it's complicated. It's, <laughs> it's there's been a lot. 
Um, well, why, why don't we start with you? You you look like you've been through something, you know. Mm. I, I, I remember Dragonborn, and I don't remember them looking as uh, pasty, as we say. Yeah. As you. Uh, yeah. Honest, I came here hoping to change. Obviously, I wanted to do something good. I wanted to change Barovia. I wanted to help. And I fell in combat. And I met I met the Wardens. And the Wardens of Barovia, I, they reside within the mists, I suppose. I... They... They told me to protect, to just protect Xeros, to to help him in return for for power, for strength, to help take down Strahd. And I was, I was, I didn't know what to do. I did, I, I, I had to, I, I had to help. I had to save Xeros. I had to save everyone. So. I accept their offer. I get it. I get now it. Now I'm here. Maybe I would have done it once. But what does that mean if, you know, the big one croaks it? You stuck here with me? I don't know. My my deal was to to get Strahd's soul. It's a pretty big ask, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. Hey, 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 hey! None of that. None of that. And I'll put a big hand round her shoulder, squeeze it. I know it's not right. This is. I, I know. It's. It's not easy to say what's wrong and what's right here. Gets in your head, doesn't it? Makes it all funny. Makes you. Makes you face your worst fears. But you did what you did. In the moment, you did what you thought was best, right? Brother and sister, sticking up for each other. I can see that. That's fine. Just, I guess, I guess the other lot, I'm guessing they probably didn't get it, right? No. Especially Jesper. I mean, I won't lie. I kind of get that. You, and I jested to Zeros, you're a bit of a grumpy guts, you know. You probably could try a bit better in the old, you know, smiling department. I get that. It's intimidating, right? But you gotta do what you gotta do. And who knows? Maybe that's the thing that you need to do to take down the big S. Yeah. You also gotta fuel up. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I don't know what's been going on with you and the other lot, but you made your decision. Stick by it. (laughs) (laughs) That was not subtle at all, Mark. It's just Strahd in the background having a drink. Literally, literally (laughs) waited until it went silent and just went. (laughs) Don't worry about that. That's just the ghosts. That's just the ghosts. Big snake ghost in the background. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, oh Dog's Body. I, d- I needed someone to talk to, I think, and it was... 
it's been difficult trying to trying to weigh it up and understand what's happening. I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on. I'll be honest. <laughs> nah, nobody does. That's the point of this place. Just messes with you. And you just gotta roll with it. You just gotta take each day as it comes and keep walking forward, yeah? And you, grumpy yeah. bollocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom's been trying so hard to I'm keep so the laughing. Sorry. He's been trying that... so hard. I don't know why it got me so much. Holy shit. It was just the one quiet nice moment in up. the entire conversation. <laughs> oh. What? <laughs> so, you sold yourself to the devil, have you? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm guessing it's probably worth it, right? <laughs> I got what I wanted. You're not going to kill me, are you? I quite like if being I have alive. To. Hmm. Fair. Man of principles. <laughs> Puts it out there. Are you going to stand in my way? Probably not. I quite like being alive. Then you'll live. Look, I get it right. You did what you had to do to keep each other safe. And I guess the other two don't like that. But you're going to have to make some compromises, right? Otherwise, you're all going to kill each other and it's all going to be for vain. So just try. Okay, I'm not saying, like, be their best friend and find out when their birthdays are and what their favourite food is. <laughs> Just... I don't know what's going on with Trot and Tom. Like, the moment's passed. I don't even get it. It's the heat. It's because they're trying so hard not to. Not. Just that, laugh. That's, yeah. that's, that's what's making it work. I can get rid of it. <laughs> Tom's, Tom's setting up Trot and Trot's setting up Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is this is the class. The two of you need to just walk away for a like, second. Rhiannon, you just need Rhiannon, to like. Rhiannon's about yeah. to go. I'm trying so I'm trying so hard. I'm trying. Because oh you know if Rhiannon goes, game over. If Rhiannon goes, it's all over. I think Trot has genuinely walked away. I think he genuinely <laughs> got up and walked away from he's the PC. He's got to go hug his dog. It's not. He's, like, like, yeah. he's, he's just hugging his dog. It's not funny. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's a stop laughing. I spat all over my notebook. <laughs> that doesn't help. No. Sorry, carry on, please. <laughs> I'm gonna mute myself. It's fine. Tom's also struggling. Um, well, Just keep... I mean, it sounds like Dog's body's pretty much <laughs> had as yeah, much of a conversation as she can with Zero as he can with Zero. Just try. Just try a little. <sighs> just, just mm-hmm. don't. Just, just like, just try. All right. Oh. How how about you? No more marking anyone. How, no more marking anyone. How, That's not fun. <laughs> how how long have you been in Barovia for? Don't know. What year is it? I don't know. <laughs> how long have we been in Barovia for? I, d- I don't know. The days just seem yeah. the same. <laughs> <It's>... Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, At least I haven't been driven mad like some people around here. <laughs> Clearly, I know I can hear. I, I can hear him giggling all the way over here, in the other tower. I don't know what I don't know what those two are up to. Yeah, clearly they're having a great time. 
Yeah. He seemed to be fine. In that I don't understand why how he can be completely fine and then it's just bursts out of him. It's fucking Tom. I can't. <laughs> I can't look at him. I can't look at him. Katie's, <laughs> Katie's gone now as well. Katie's it the lost noise, it. It was the noise that Trot made when he went. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Welcome. If you're just if you're tuning into High Rollers for the first time. This is actually kind of what it's like most weeks, I'll be honest with you. Like, it's kind of chaos, and we're not very serious. We're not very... chaos. So, whilst Dog's body is chatting away uh, in the other tower, uh, what what are Jesper and Rose, like, like, you guys have had an hour to do, like, nothing. Or, like, rest and recuperate. But, like, uh, is is there any conversation at all, or is it just, like... (laughs) Trying to focus on Just other things. Laughter. I'm interested. An hour of of pure laughter. <laughs> Just laughing. No. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it's um. I think that's. I imagine it's a lot of awkward small talk. Like it's nothing over here. Uh, <laughs> Looking around the room. And then maybe some like under the breath. They should have listened to me. Uh, trying to get like my point across even more because I've still got like pent up emotion over yeah. that whole encounter so I'm just kind of eking it out like yeah. a tiny balloon yeah I think um, Rose is probably a little bit still probably a little bit preoccupied by the fact that she's she's still not really come to terms with Shadow um, mm. not being with them anymore and now there's mm. someone else around um, but she is there's a lot of rage there from seeing Xeros Mark Tatiana Irina. and yeah. um, and just fury because I think to her it feels like she did say to Xeros um, what you need to tell us exactly what you've agreed and he never did and she kept pushing for it and he still never did Rose will, will bring that fact up that um, he's known that since since way back since the very first time ZQ got resurrected, he's known that. We've looked around here, there's nothing. The sword must be in the top of this tower somewhere. It's It's gotta be at the top of one of these towers. And we can't leave here without it. Shadow died trying to get this weapon. We need it. We Look at the power that Light had on him. Look at the spell that Shadow cast. It did so much damage to him that he killed her for it. If this sword is a fraction as powerful as that, we need it. And maybe if we get something like this, we won't need Xeros. <sighs> At the moment, we we need his strength, but I still don't... I, I don't trust him. I never will, Jesper. We need to get the weapon, and one of us will keep it, and we'll go from there. The problem is we don't just lose Xeros. We lose Ziggy too. And we can't lose two. Ziki has power too. They're tied together by destiny, and the Taroka readings read all of us, Shadow included. I don't think her damage that she dealt to Strahd was in vain. I think it truly affected him, and it gave us the motivation that we can do it. So, we need everyone there. Really. 
everyone there that was truly there before he changed. I really hope there's something left of his original persona and not some puppet. I feel like we need to make peace with them. I don't... I blame Xeros for taking that offer, but I see why he did it. I've been there, I've I've seen someone that I cared about die, and I know that Shadow helped me a lot. She believed that that's the way it's meant to be. She asked me before Strad took her body not to not to bring her back. She wouldn't have wanted that. She doesn't believe in that. And so I, I see why he did it. But I've learned over time that it's it's something that we shouldn't control. And if I died, I would feel the same as Shadow. We're not supposed to come back, especially not in this land. And I worry Shadow that- Shadow did die. And what did you do? You did the noble thing. You fought on. There's nothing else to do. You didn't fall to your knees and pray to a higher being to do anything to bring Shadow back, did you? As tired as you are. No, you know but your I also... But I also understand the fact that I've... I've learned a lot since I met Shadow. And back before I met her, I may well have done the same thing that Xeros did. There was no consoling me at the time. If I'd had a chance to bring back my brother, I might have taken it. But, as I say, I've, I've moved on from that. I understand it, but in this land things are too dangerous, and the deals that he made have put everyone in danger. I just want to understand what exactly his allegiance is to whoever he's serving now as Modius. I, I don't know too much about him, but we need to know fully what that involves. If it involves something else like marking another person, then he can't be trusted. But I know that Ziki is a kind soul, and I believe that Xeros has that kindness still in him somewhere. We just need to make peace. If we continue to fight with them, it's going to lead to more of the same. You do hear some footsteps approaching down the corridor, and <clears throat> you hear the soft voice of Tatiana. Uh, I will let you rest if you still need it, but Ismark and I have talked things through and made our decision. Uh, and just wait. Please. She kind of speaks through the doors like, we've decided to stay for now. I think that it is too dangerous for us to be on our own, but we would appreciate your protection from both of you. This Xeros, what he's done, I don't understand it. And I fear that there is more to it well, there is very much, very clearly more to it than he has told us. And I think that we won't find the answers to that if we leave now. 
he's the only one who has those answers. We will try our best to protect you. Of course. Thank you. I know you will. You've done so much for us both already. Uh, still. I think that when we left the other room, there are stairs that lead further up, and I remember back in the chapel there was some stairs that led up there as well. Uh, I think that whatever, wherever this weapon is, it must be above. I don't think it's on these floors. None of these rooms seem that to can have anything really in them. Considering it's likely that it it's sitting with the the person that Shadow saw in the top of the tower. Possibly. The human form of the dragon. I think that it's Maybe. probably most likely to be there. It's a good place to start, for certain. Um, we'll wait for you uh, uh, down in the main, uh, just outside the main chamber. Um, give you some time to perhaps speak with Xeros and the others. She nods her head and turns away, and her and Ismark. Ismark just isn't really looking at anybody. He just is kind of kicking around. He's got his weapon in his hand and just doesn't seem to be engaging with anyone or anything. Um, uh, Dragonborn, Zero Ziki, and then Dog's Body uh, kind of outside. Uh, Dragonborn, Dragonborn's plus one. Um, what are you guys doing? Like, you can hear, you hear Tatiana having a kind of whispered conversation, but you don't really make out the details of it. Um, Zeros and Ziki, did you guys mark down those potions that you found last time as well? Yeah, oh, invulnerability. Oh, you've got all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got all four Ziki, yeah? Okay. I do, um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, in that case, yeah, do you guys, what do you guys want to do? Um, I mean, I guess we all knew it was like a short rest, right? I guess uh, if if um, yeah. Tatiana's yeah. talking, then I guess we can head over and see what's going on that side. Cross the sure, boundary yeah. the three, to the other side. The three of you cross the boundary, and you have this wonderfully awkward moment of uh, uh, Rose and Jesper in behind the door, Tatiana and Ismark sort of in the middle of the corridor, and then the other three on the other side. Uh, sure. Uh, Jesper will walk up to Xeros and just pout out his, stick out his chest kind of like straighten up and just stare him into his deep ruby red eyes mm. and say you're a fool a reckless fool and what you have done has potentially jeopardized everything that Madam Ava sent me on a task to do which is guide willing people bound by fate to rid this land of evil. And your recklessness may have caused another evil. But... Ah! In your position, I understand. Okay? I get it. It is done now, whatever it is. And I hope what you're saying to all of us is the truth. And there are no more secrets. I am here to protect those I care about too. And there's a lot more people than just us here. 
is a whole land of people that have a cloud over them. I hope you have a wider perspective on that now. I'm glad we can come to an understanding, Jesper. I will use this strength to fight Strahd, to take him down, to save this place. But you will be the fool if you decide to stand against me. Well, you've made a foolish decision. Why can't I? What's the plan? How are we getting this sword? We go up. Well, isn't this nice? We've all worked it out. We're all friends now. Friends. Yeah, friends. I'm going to go this way. Some stairs back here. Oh, let's go. Come on, ladies. Let's go. Let's lead the charge. (laughs) And I'm going to start walking down the corridor. Before... Before we go, um, I've I found these in our room, and I've got the potions of invulnerability. Um, mm-hmm. I want uh, you, Jesper, Rose, Irina, um, Ismark. Please, please take these. I'm sorry. This accept it as an as an apology. If nothing else, I'm I'm sorry. This hap- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The things are like this. I'm. I'm I don't know what else to say. Zikiki, I was weak. You don't have to in- apologize. You don't have to apologize. Just, just a take, lot has take happened. Them, but thank you. And this goes Irina, for both of you. you. A lot has happened, and we've. I feel like we've only just had time to sort of come to terms with that. Xeros, I understand why you did what you did. I, in what feels like a previous life at this point, would have done the same thing. But in Barovia, things have different consequences, dangerous consequences. And I think we all know that now. If we can work together, then we can defeat a horrible evil here. But we need to trust each other. We need to trust you. So please, if there is anything else you need to tell us, tell us now, and then we can go forward and be stronger. Just the other two parts of the deal. Find Strahd's soul, return it to him, kill him. Seems I think we're all in agreement. Rose, I'm sorry about Shadow. Thank you. I. Can you all do me a favor? If we find her again, if we come across her, if she's been turned by Strad, which is likely, please help me put her to rest. She wouldn't want to be in this place in any other form. She wants to be laid to rest. Thank you. Irina puts a hand on Rose's shoulder. Of course, my dear. And thank you, Ziki. And she takes the potion of invulnerability that you've offered. Um, 
Thank you. I don't know what this does, but I assume that it is useful. Uh, and I appreciate the the gesture. Thank you. She thank looks you at Zeros. No, I am the one to thank you, especially you, Ziki. I know that much of this was not your choice. Decisions were made for you, perhaps. But you, Zeros, one day, very soon, you and I are going to discuss what this mark means. And you will tell me. So that we can defeat Srad together, like you say. That's all I have to say. Ismark looks around, he looks at the potion in Ziki's hand. He looks up, and his eyes kind of flick to Xeros, flick back to you. Uh, keep the potion for yourself, Ziki. I don't need it. He just turns and makes his way. So, uh, Dog's Body, I think you were basically leading everybody off before we had that little moment. So where are you taking, folks? You can head down the corridor, and it does lead out onto this um, like upper balcony looking down onto the main chamber, the main uh, entryway into the mansion. Uh, there is a... You did, do remember seeing a spiral staircase that led up as well. Hey, if you're all done... Being pals, found some stairs. They go up and down, but up and down. right now. But oh, actually, these ones yeah. only go up. Actually, the ones on this balcony only go up. Yeah, but How if do we they go up, down? And then they go down. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, That's such a dumb joke. <laughs> um, okay. Well, dog's body, you've been here the longest. So, happy to uh, follow you. I've actually uh, <clears throat> I will say. not been upstairs. I stuck to the lower yeah. bits. Wine cellar. It's a nice place to hang out. Then, uh, I'll let Zeros lead the way. We can't, can't win without his strength, can we? Fine. Sass. I love it. Okay, well, uh, you guys, so are you going to just head to the closest staircase leading up then? Uh, the one at the end of the corridor? Like this one. This one over here? Xeros, is that the plan? You tell me. Uh, yeah, uh, well, whichever one dog, Dog's Body's at. And yeah, I, I want to go towards. first anyway, just without the sass. <laughs> 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 now kiss. Uh, It's going to be a hot-ass sex scene at the end of this, I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Oh, God! (laughs) Oh, no! I've always hated you. No! (laughs) Mm. Mm. Uh, Come on, Roll20, you can do it. I'm not going to dive into that RP drop for some reason. Oh, he's struggling. Uh, 24 hours later. (laughs) 24 hours. One hour later. I need a long rest. (laughs) Okay, all right, enough of this. Enough of this. Um, okay. No, that's not my trigger. This is not my trigger. Come on. Come on. No, no more laughing. This is a humorless stream. I'm good. 
I'm good. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Randomly just no, I, died. I just I managed to make it through She's the gone. can opening, but is the rule? You know, is the is the slash <laughs> slash fiction? No, fan fiction. It's slash, a, no slash fiction. No, no slash slash fiction is appropriate. Uh, okay, cool. Happens. Well, roll twenty has completely me. crashed for me. So, oh, here Excellent. we go. It's just come back. Zero and Dogs Buddy are the first ones to kind of make their way up the stars. Um, the <clears throat> the top of the stairs is covered by a uh, kind of thick black curtain that seems to conceal uh, an archway. Actually, no, sorry. You come up the stairs and there is a... You can see that this is a stone door. It's like the backside of a secret door um, that you can open outwards from this staircase. Um, it's very tight. It's only about 10 foot wide, uh, this whole thing. So the three of you are all kind of curled around the stairs uh, with Zero Stog's body and then Jesper behind him and then the rest all spiraled down uh, below. Um yeah, uh, the stone will need to be opened. It is not opened, uh, so you will need to press the large stone door open. Uh, okay. Check the um, traps. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, if you're going to do that, sure. Uh, so what, you kind of... Uh, Rose squeezes like, up amongst everybody. Just, just uh, last time we had to go through an area, we kind of got trapped in there. Should we be a bit more careful? In terms of a roll, it would be investigation check if you are looking for some sort of device or trap. Um, I believe Rose was the one making the check, so... I only Not got an 11. Body. I mean, you glance around this the backside of this secret door, and um, apart from seeing the, the mechanism that opens it, you don't see any trip wires. You don't see anything like uneven floor plates or stones that look strange. No indication that there is there are traps or anything here. I've got mm, no one. Proceed. <laughs> All right. In that case, I'll uh, push open the door. Um, the cor the door opens and it leads into a long corridor, a uh, stone corridor that leads further down, back uh, in towards the rest of the mansion. You can see that there is a closed uh, large kind of reinforced wooden door on the left-hand side as you're moving down, but further down into the corridor, it looks like part of the roof has also collapsed, um, causing d debris, rocks, wooden beams to kind of scatter around, um, and this chill breeze is blowing in from the night air. Uh, and you can see that the, the rubble-strewn uh, flooring is, is kind of spread everywhere. There is a door to your uh, left, and then further on, you can see it opens up into this uh, where the ceiling is broken through, several walls have collapsed. Um, there might be uh, what appears to be another couple of doors at the very far end of the corridor, uh, another reinforced door to the west, uh, to the left, sorry, a smaller one to the right, and then one at the very end of the corridor, opposite the way that you've just come in. Um. Okay, I mean, a reinforced door always sounds good. Gotta be protecting something. Sure. Uh, do you just uh, open it? Do you just move up and open it? I'll, I'll have a little looky. I'll have a peek. Okay. Uh, so, Xeros moves up to this reinforced door that is just to your left and gives it a peek, I believe is the term. Through the dust and cobwebs, you can see faded war banners adorning the walls of a spacious chamber, in the center of which stands a heavy wooden table 
An iron chandelier hangs above it, which is surrounded by six high-backed chairs with with wood-carved dragons perching atop them. Slumped in five of the chairs are skeletal humans in tattered chainmail. Huh. I mean, that just screams at them, right? Well, the corpses, their necks begin to creak, and you can see dust and bone fall away. They tilt their heads in your direction in a rasping voice. Why do you disturb the dead? Hmm. Well. Uh... Their eyes just empty, desiccated sockets. We come in peace to find. <laughs> I am very funny, yes. There is no peace in Peru. Not while he remains. It's you funny that you say that. True. Come here. We're looking for a sword so we can fight him and bring peace. To the only swords here are these. And the skeleton pulls free a rusted blade that screeches and scrapes as he draws it free and he slams it into the table point first leave living you are not welcome here and it is best that Vladimir does not find you You, you don't have to tell me twice. Shut the door, dragon. Mm-hmm. Shut the door. <laughs> and you shut the door. Moving on. <laughs> Let's keep going down. Let's pretend we never saw that. <laughs> okay. Well, if you carry on moving down... um you eventually come to yeah this collapsed ceiling the roof over this part of the mansion has collapsed it's creating a 20 foot diameter gaping hole with broken rafters bisecting it dark storm clouds mixed with the night sky overhead and the floor is piled with rocks and broken tiles shattered beams and other debris beneath the rubble lie a sagging floor and puddles of rainwater as you guys begin to uh, you feel the crunch of stones beneath you as the group all uh, begin to make your way forward I guess um, yeah well, you can Vladimir, see here that it, the everything kind of opens the name up name of sorry um, the mm-hmm. name of the dragon man was it, I don't know I know it's no, that's Argonvost Argonvost hole yeah Argonvost that was the one but... in the ma- yeah in the mausoleum it had uh, it was the it was the mausoleum of Argonvost who was the ruler of the sil- of the order and uh, so the dragon so we haven't heard that, that so far here. about 
You've never heard of Vladimir before. It's a new name. No. Um, The corridor, you can see where the roof has collapsed. It does head south. There appears it also seems to lead into a partially empty room. Um, uh, The mansion continues south, um, continues uh, further on as well. Uh, You do hear, as you begin kind of scuffling over the debris, uh, you do hear movement, like metal clanging metal kind of scraping against stone coming from the southwest. Southwest. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. There's still two doors like right at the end of the corridor, right? There are, yeah. Three in fact. There's uh, one, oh, yeah. one another one to your left which is a little bit further down. Uh, you can see on the map there, this is for podcast listeners, one directly in front of you and then another one which is on the right hand side. Um, you, you seem okay. to be heading back towards the chapel that you originally kind of entered in. Uh, you're kind of heading back in that direction. Um, yeah, I'll kind of cycle round to the other side of like the broken wall and then start heading south to kind of see if I can get a peek at this metal creaking noise, whatever it is. Sure. What does everyone else do? I'm watching contently and also thinking to myself that the undead referred to Zeke and Zeros as uh, living, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it did, yeah. They, they, they did refer to them as the living, yeah. Uh, okay, well, Zeros, as the rest of the group are kind of following behind you, you step round the corner, and yeah, there is definitely, you uh, see perhaps uh, a shape, a figure moving towards you. <clears throat> This grander hall um, has crumbled away. The wall itself has broken away, exposing what would have once been an audience hall, an audience chamber. Weapons and shields that were once hung from the walls have fallen to the floor and succumbed to rust. A large wooden throne carved to resemble a dragon with unfolding wings faces three tall windows to the west. You can see that a figure had been sat in the throne, a gaunt, armoured figure with one gauntlet wrapped around the hilt of a great sword. But you can see that the figure has twisted its body and is now peering around the side of the throne in the direction that you have entered from. As your clawed feet have scraped across stone and debris from the broken ceiling, this figure has heard you. You see its grip tighten on the great sword. If you have come to destroy me, know this. I perished defending this land from evil over four centuries ago. Because of my failure, I am doomed forever. If you destroy this body, my spirit will find a new corpse to inhabit. And I will hunt you down. You cannot free me nor would I wish it. You have come to free this land from the creature that feasts on blood and innocent lives. Know this. There is no monster I hate more than Strad von Zarovich. He slew Argenvost, broke the life of the knight I loved, and destroyed the valiant order to which I devoted. Strahd has died once, 
He can't be allowed to die again. I want him to suffer. Sorry, wrong uh, number. Is, uh, he, yeah, he got all that just from looking at me. Damn. Um, he, it, it just looks like, it's almost like a, a rehearsed speech, I would say. You get the impression. Voicemail. Um, what's, what's his greatsword? Is it uh, yeah. particularly like, you know, ooh, that's radiant. Unlike the rest of the weapons, it shows no sign of age. The hilt is carved like that of a dragon's wings folding out, and a dragon's neck and head are kind of etched along the, the uh, core of the blade. The pommel is like that of a dragon's claw grasping an opal, uh, and he kind of pulls his body free, dust and stone falling down from the withered, armored form, and he kind of rises to his full height. He stands as tall as Xeros, uh, probably would have once been a very, very powerful and intimidating figure in life, uh, and he just looks towards you. We're not here to put you down, corpse. We're just here to find the sword. He looks down at his greatsword and just kind of tightens the grip. You would have to pry it from my very old, very dead hand. That sword could be used to kill Strahd. We will put it to bed. I told you. Strahd has died once. I will not see him freed of his torment. His agony here, his suffering, his torture, it is what he deserved. So if you wish it, come and take it. Well, I take back what I say. I'll fight him then. <laughs> I'll kick his ass. Sure. Uh, he makes no oh, move to cool. engage you. Uh, in that case, I'll just I'll just. What's do everyone the same else doing? Thing. So everyone oh, else yeah. hears Zeros uh, doing this. So what I'm about everyone else? drawing my swords because I feel like Zeros's diplomatic uh, skills <laughs> are going very well. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, no, a fight has not kicked off yet, but you can see this. This this it's being tense. is definitely willing to well, it's willing to defend himself. You know, as soon as he said that he him. wants Strahd to stay like this and mm -hmm. enjoys this suffering, then I know it's kind of a futile speech to try and convince him otherwise. Mm. Sorry, I'm just setting up the encounter because <laughs> it sounds like there might be a fight involved. So yeah, I mean, if he's if he's drawing his sword and like getting into some sort of stance and looking at me then I'm basically just mirroring him at this point like I'm not I'm not sure. stepping forward either he just kind of like lowers it into a very practiced military guard you know he's kind of keeping the blade close to his body but pointed directly towards you um can I what's the plan before it all kicks off can I make a so cheeky... Jesper has moved around into the same room as Xeros I believe yeah. yes yeah yeah okay weapons drawn go can on dog's body can I make a cheeky ability, uh, intelligence ability check to recall information about undead? So I have hunted. Is that something game. you can do? 
Sure. I have Hunter's Bane, which means I can have advantage on wisdom survival checks to track them, uh, fey fiends and undead, mm -hmm. as well as intelligence ability checks to recall information about them. So, sure. so Dog's Body, would you need just... to move into the room to see what's going on. So we'll move you in. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. You're yeah. only you've only really heard this conversation yet. I, You're not going to be able to know much I without seeing the figure. Sure. I was following the bros. You're following this guy. Anyway. Um, yeah, make a make an intelligence check for me then. Intelligence. Okay, I my roll twenty is broken, so dice rue it is. Yeah, just 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 roll the physical dice. Uh, that's a fourteen. Fourteen. I think that you would be able to identify this creature based on the things that Vladimir here has said. Um. It is likely that they are a revenant, which is a yeah. relentless spirit of vengeance that, if it is destroyed, will simply find a new body, and it normally comes after the person that it is uh, driven to destroy. The fact that he seems to be so pent on his vengeance against Strahd probably means that this figure will never be at peace um, until something else happens. You know, destroying him won't save you. Destroying Strahd won't probably help it either. There needs to be something else that would probably um, relay this creature's spirit to ease. Uh, they are tend to be quite powerful. They tend to be like physically very, very strong, empowered by undeath and necromatic energy. Uh, they retain all of their sort of abilities and skills of life, um, even in different bodies and forms. Um, they are quite competent foes, for sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, be be careful, fellas. It's a revenant. I hope you know what you're doing. This guy's a very powerful dude. What do we do? He's not can backing I, down. Um, can I peek around the corner and sure. and use Hunter's sense to try and get his damage, immunities, resistances, and vulnerabilities? Sure. Do, is there like any like? Do you have to spend like an, an action or like a minute or an anything action. like that? Okay. Yeah. It's sure. An um. Do you, and you get to learn all of that or just some of it? This is an yep. ability I know uh, very well. So. Choose one creature you can see. You immediately learn whether the creature has any damage, immunities, resistances, or vulnerabilities, and what they are if the creature is not hidden from divination magic. Okay. No, it is not. So you know that this creature, like like most undead, it is immune to poison. Uh, it is resistant to necrotic and psychic damage. Okay. I will relay that to the team. Mm. Who the team? This is just right in front um, of this. This is gonna Yeah. This is gonna be a hard fight, everybody. Like revenants. You don't mm. fuck around with revenants. They're gonna come back. They're 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 worse than my listen dinner. They come back. To your, listen to your filthy friend. This what if we're trying to make Strad a mortal? What if we're trying to make him back into a mortal? There is no such power that can do this. Is uh, Tatiana you are his speaking lies? They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're kind of keeping their distance. Um, Ismark is basically sticking as close to Tatiana as he can. He's no longer kind of gung-ho, I'm going to fight by Xeros' side, and he's more like, I am not leaving Tatiana's side again. Okay. Uh, can I um, can I stand... I'm going to stand next to Xeros, and can I say... Um, sure. Sta stand down, stand down. There's seven of us and one of you. 
<laughs> you might be strong, but I combine Those... strength stronger than you. I sense no bonds of loyalty. Perhaps between some, but not between all. I will take my chances with those odds. Um, this sword was to... given to me. I will not relinquish it. I'm guessing your name's Vladimir, right? I am Vladimir Horngard, Knight of the Silver Dragon, and I swore vengeance. It will not be denied me. Okay. What if we use the sword to avenge your master, Argenvost? Such petty, such a petty vengeance would not satisfy me, creature. I wish to watch Strahd suffer for another thousand lifetimes. One death would not avenge all that he has done, all that he has broken, all that he has taken. Do you not see that in your reckless vengeance what you're doing to your people? You are I do making not them care. Suffer. I do not care. I want him to suffer as I have suffered, as my knight suffered, as my master suffered. What do I care for the cowards of Barovia that did nothing to stand against him? Those who flocked to his banner and joined his armies, who swore their souls to him in allegiance. What do I care for such pathetic creatures? Hmm. Sounds like Xeros. <laughs> I don't say that. <laughs> he is not going to listen to reason. But <laughs> a, thousand, a thousand lifetimes of suffering in Barovia is not what he deserves. He could get infinite suffering in Avernus. Something that is modious will guarantee it, him. Uh, uh, oh, I do not know this. Asmodeus, what are you speaking of, strange creature? A bond I have made, a partner that will allow us to defeat Strahd appropriately. No, no, no such power exists. I do not trust your words. I'll set my sword alight. A pretty trick, nothing more. Some foul sorcery. When I was alive, I could conjure the flames of the Morning Lord just as easy. I got nothing. <laughs> Can you not cool. summon this puppet master of yours? Uh, God, I don't think it's in so. his best interest, is it not, to claim this sword? Show him it. And reveal him. I mean, what you speak is true, and you will need to bring me physical proof. Something that I can see and believe truly, not some honeyed words or magic trick. What about the mark on her chest? Yeah. Some scarring, what do I care for this? Look at his eyes. 
He has been marked and by Asmodeus. Do you not see that? Your words. These are all but petty tricks by petty fool. I have seen Strahd turn his eyes to purest night. I have seen the greatest holy warriors inflame themselves with silver fire. Magic can do many things. Creature. But I will not believe that any greater punishment awaits Strahd than his torment here, than his prison. He should or he will rot here. There is no escape for him. This game has been played too many times. He will rot here forever. And I am happy to see that as justice. Kind of puts his sword down, no longer pointing at you, but still saying, keeping it in his grip. You are clearly frightened to find me. I will not relinquish this sword. And even if you destroy my body, I will find another and come for it again and again and again until you are dead. Leave. If you are not from this world, then I tell you find a way to escape it. Leave Barovia to its suffering. Uh, I'm gonna talk, uh, walk away. Sorry, not talk away. Yes. <laughs> to talk away. Talk away. Yeah. Uh, can you describe the sword for me again, Mark? Yeah, it's uh, a great sword. Um, so long, kind of edged blade. Uh, it has two wings um, of a dragon, like dragon's wings for the hilt. Uh, a neck with a dragon's head forming up the core of the blade, and then the pommel is that of a of a silver claw holding an opal. Tatiana, do you know of this Vladimir? Yes, I have vague memories. He is, as he said, he was once the champion of the silver dragon, Argonvost. He led the knights here. No doubt those that reside in the other rooms are what remain of his order. He was a brave and holy warrior once of the Morning Lord. He fought against Strad, resisted him, his conquering of Barovia. But now I can see that, like so many things, Barovia has turned him into a twisted creature of hate and darkness. There is nothing is... in him that you would help remind him of. I'm... I am. I have no magic of that nature, I'm afraid. Yes, but I know to perform, to sing, to conjure a few spells of charm and things like that, but uh, this this is a dead heart. This is not a living creature anymore. This is but a husk, a, a dead husk of a man who was once great. I think that perhaps um, you all have a greater hope of that than I. I, uh, I, I think we should look around a bit more. Revenants, the they're bad right news. There. I don't know. It looks like a dragon sword to me. He's part of the, what, Silver Dragon Order? You want the Sword of Sunlight, right? Are they not one of the same? 
I don't know. I would have just thought that would be the thing Don't that Argon Voss. Doesn't look like it. I just, I just think, I just think that's a sword that Argon Voss, the master of this place, would have, right? If I was a master, you know, if I was a dragon. This sword was given to me by my master Argon Voss. He enchanted it with his is, magic. Is it a sword of sunlight? I do not know of what you speak. His blade has no sunlight to it. It is magical. Can it do the raid. Can it do the radiant thing? It has no radiance to it. I was once able to conjure my own holy light through it, but it has no magic of its own in that nature. Its edge is sharp. It will cut through flesh and bone as easy through hot wax. I don't, I don't want to get hit by that. What about when Strahd escapes the cycle and leaves Barovia? Mm, there is no such power. He cannot. The dark powers keep him trapped here. He's found a way. Lies. It's not as, it is not possible. You want to take that risk? There is no risk. The dark powers have kept Strahd here trapped for thousands, hundreds of years. There is no such power. They are the only power here in Barovia, and they will not let him leave. Again, more lies, more trickery. Are you so desperate for this weapon? Come closer. See if I'm lying. <laughs> I am no fool. I know a tactical advantage when I have one. He just keeps himself guarded. Is there? There's still another floor above you. this one, yeah. Uh, it, you haven't seen any stairs leading up yet, but from the outside, there would have been. There were towers. There are like physical yeah. towers that rise up higher. Um, you're not sure if there's a whole floor. But there's probably a roof with towers to explore. Okay. I don't want to get entangled with the Revenant unless we have to. Uh, another Vistani servant of Strahd, but a clever one. I don't serve him. Uh, I find that hard to believe when so many of your people do. Many times they have come here to plunder treasures for the Master, seeking his approval. Well, they aren't me, so it's been a pleasure, but we're going to ransack the rest of your place. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to walk away. It is nothing but a ruin now, anyway. He just turns and begins making his way back to his throne. Okay. I'm going to continue looking. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. Let's have a look around uh, before we fight the, the scary dude. <laughs> okay. Sure. Man, Get it's so awkward when yeah. we come back down nice the corridor. Nice sword, though. So, uh, uh, sorry, Ew. yeah, we are coming, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it turns I mean, out... Maybe. This has got to happen, dude. Sorry. Yeah, well, maybe. It's rumble. Um, where do you want to go? <laughs> we done goofed. <laughs> uh, I'll head <laughs> south. 
yeah, there's a corridor that leads south. Uh, there's one that leads uh, the back the, the way that you were originally going. Um, Jesper, as you go south, again, it turns into a T-junction. Um, you see the same thing. You see the black curtain over the staircase that you would have come up from if you'd gone from the southern side. And then there is another door uh, at the far end of the corridor that seems to lead into another building. There is also um, a lot of more broken buildings. This is the side of the mansion that you'd already been collapsed. You saw that the ballroom below had completely collapsed and the the ceiling had fallen in. Um, You imagine that the rooms here will be the same, where they've kind of collapsed and broken away. Well, is anyone following? Yes. Oh, yeah, it doesn't appear to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I can't move my person, but Um, I'm following you. All right, we're all together. Okay, everyone's following. We go left from here, this way. Everything else is sure. in the ruin or back on itself. Uh, okay, so you can begin I... heading uh, right. Yeah, you can see another door at the end of the corridor. Go on, Rose. From just generally trying to f- keep my bearings from where we went, would I have sort of a, a sense of where those towers would have been from viewing the building outside and from where we previously were in the building? Yeah, so they would have been so the uh, they'd be north of you now. You've kind of actually come a bit south. Um, so where you were before okay. you entered the room with Vladimir, if you'd continued going along uh, east and then gone through the doors to the north, that would have been going in the direction of that tower. Um, is there another tower to the south, or is it just there that is not one tower? Nope, there's just there's uh, there's tower. two, but they're both on the northern side. Okay. Um, um, there would have been I a tower, will... that room where all of the knights turned around, the knights that were sat mm-hmm. around the table. There was another tower attached to that room as well, you would have known. I will relay this information. I think we need to sure. go back on ourselves. If we're trying to get to a tower, we're going the wrong way to it. And I know that one of those towers, the one that was closer to the mausoleum was the one that Shadow saw a figure in Oh, that could have been that dragon in human form so it looked like him from the, the portrait the curtain then uh, so it would have been whoa, basically sorry I, I moved <laughs> you there so you would come back up through the way that you just came um, and then this corridor up here you would continue going to the right and then through that uh, set of doors that you've not explored yet would be well. the, the way that you've gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I uh, glare at the so, yeah. uh, corpse dude as we go past him, the Revenant. But he's <laughs> not even looking in your direction anymore. He's he's sat in his throne looking out the windows, uh, so he's kind of got his back to you, but he can hear you. Every time you move through that corridor, your feet are kind of scraping against the debris and the broken beams and the mud and puddles that have been created by this collapsed roof. But you emerge out, and yeah, there's another reinforced wooden door that seems to lead into a room. Cool. I'll try it. You think it's through here? Sure. Uh- yeah, the door is not locked. Um, it opens up. Uh, it is a. It is an iron door. In fact, it's been forced open as you approach it. You can see that it's been bent and and twisted. Um, it's closed over time, but it isn't very hard to just sort of uh, push the door open. It looks like it would have once been quite an impressive, uh, reinforced, sturdy door. Uh, 
when it opens, you can see that this room is a haven for dust and cobwebs. Three narrow windows allow slivers of light to illuminate bare oak shelves along the walls, and a torn padded chair lying on its side near a cavernous hearth. A picture above the mantel has been slashed, its lower half hanging down below the frame like a torn piece of flesh. An iron door set in the south corner of the west wall opens on one hinge. Uh, That's what you guys see in here. Okay. Um... Yeah, you can see that there. Yeah, apart from this overturned chair, these empty, empty bookshelves. It looks like uh, there is also a door uh, to the northeast uh, that seems seems to lead into the area where that tower was, or that uh, Shadow saw. Um, but there's also there. You see, like this empty fireplace. Uh, there is the overturned chair, um, and then there's some sort of broken, broken into chamber as well, with the door swinging ajar. Well, what does he wasn't lying? It's been plundered over the years. Let's hope this sword is not already in different hands. What does the portrait look like? Like, if you, I guess, uh, yeah, so Dog's Body goes up and sort of like presses it flat to see what it was. Um, the picture shows Argon Vostholt in better days. Under clear winter skies with snow-capped mountains in the background, the top of the chapel tower glows like a silver beacon. Um, it's very exquisite, beautifully painted. Uh, the work of somebody who loved this place deeply. Hmm. Top of the chapel tower, glowing. Mm. Yep, silver beacon. Interesting. You can see that it's the, the it's been slashed by a sword. the 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 painting has been cut purposely by a sword, and then it's dripped and drooped. Based uh, on where we are right now, do we have any sense of where the top of the chapel is from our location? Yeah, it'd be to the south uh, west. Um, from where you guys currently are now. Right. Mm. So wait, this tower is looking at the painting. This tower so is be the the chapel is sort of in this direction. I'll I'll ping it on the map. So southeast. it's southwest of where you currently are. Southeast, sorry, southeast. Right. Let me get my east and west mixed up. Yeah. Um you see uh, there's probably the other thing of note is that there is a book um, one book is left the solitary remaining volume from the now empty bookshelves Um, it's on the floor behind the overturned chair that Zeke's nearby Um, that's the only thing that really seems to be left there's there's a book down here after the Tome of Strahd I don't want to I don't want to deal with any more books um just, just right, I'd let you look at it. <laughs> we'll take a look at it. I feel a slight yeah, pain. You, you reach over, you pick it up, Rose. <laughs> um and you can see that the, the book has been partially burnt and its cover's been slashed by a sword as well. But it was titled The Oath Celestial. Um if you begin flicking through the crumbling pages, 
reveals it's a devoted it's a devotional text for knights from a place called the Holy Empire of Valencia um it seems to be uh, kind of a passage a book of passage rites to be inducted in, into a holy order of knights um as you begin flicking through it you hear the soft flapping of wings you can't quite determine where from and a single pe- piece of parchment blows off the top of the bookshelf it spins lazily in the air and it lands at Zeki's feet oh I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up I suppose it's interesting sure. I'll have a look yeah uh, Zeke. Hesitantly, like like it's a. There you go. So yeah, you you begin reading it through. What's everyone else doing while Zeke's reading that? Watching um, intently. Sure. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think I'm also just trying to because I don't. I'm just following like Rose. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out where the top of the chapel is from where we currently are. If we have to go back yeah. again, backtracking some more, or up the tower, or whatever. So yeah, south southeast, basically. Although you're not sure if you'll be able to access the chapel, because you are now sort of two stories above the chapel level. Um, you're not sure if it goes up that high. Um, but there was right. two doors. There were two doors leading southeast from before you entered this room. Yeah, okay. Anything else? Anything from anyone else? What's uh, Dog's Body looking at? What's... Uh, probably Zeki. Sure. Okay. Next paper. Paper's good. <laughs> Rhiannon's reading desperately the thing that I shared with her. <laughs> you can just read it yeah. out loud if you want, Zeki. If if you could just be like, yeah. I'm just going to read it out loud. Sure. Yeah, I'll read it out loud. Okay. Uh, this this is this is this is odd. Um, it says my knights have fallen and this land is lost. The armies of my enemy will not be stopped by sword or spell, claw or fang. Today I will die, not avenging those who have fallen, but defending that which I love, this valley, this home, and the ideals of the Order of the Silver Dragon. The evil surround me. The time has come to throw off this guise and those who these heathens my true fearsome form. Let it spark terror in their hearts. Let them tell their stories of a dark triumph against the protector of the Balinok Mountains. Let Argonvost be remembered as a dragon of honor and valor. My one regret is that my remains will not lie in their rightful place, in the hallowed mausoleum of Argonvostholt. No doubt my bones will be scattered among my enemies, like the coins of a plundered horde, trophies of a hard-won victory. I do not fear death, though my body will die. My spirit will live on. Let it serve as a beacon of light against the darkness. Let it bring hope to a land wrought with despair. Now to battle. And as you speak the last word, Zeki, the painting, there's like a gust of wind that rushes through the the room. The painting flies up and kind of lays itself flat, almost looking formed again. But this jagged cut just means that it falls back down once the wind dies down. And you think that there's a brief moment where once it was all full, the painting almost seemed to shimmer with magic and then it faded once it was uh, parted. Books, books in this place, I swear. <laughs> no! What does it mean? What does it mean? The Spirit final. of Argon Vostolt might be yes. the uh, dragony size we've been hearing since I've been here. Or that could just be the voice inside my head. I don't know. I've got loads. 
Um, I think we've all heard the dragon-type noises, so... Oh, good, that's a relief. Not you. <laughs> that's good to know. Good to know. Chalk that one up. <laughs> so it, it purps... It almost like looked like it purposely went towards the painting, right? The, as soon as Zeke spoke those words, this wind rushed through the room from the open doorway that you guys opened, and the painting, like the, the loose flap of parchment was suddenly laid flat like it was whole again. And when it was laid flat like it was whole, it seemed to shimmer briefly with magic. And then as soon as the wind died down and it fell away, that magic faded. I'm going to mage hand Mm -hmm. that piece back into its place again. So as you kind of hold it up, the mage hand is not enough to quite fully hold it in place, but uh, Tatiana, Irina, comes up behind you and she begins this very soft lament, like singing this very gentle song. And another hand joins yours and it holds the rest of the painting in place. Um, and as she sings this very delicate, very soft whispered song, um, the beacon in the picture flashes with a brilliant silver light. And the spectral form of a silver dragon fills the room from the from the fireplace in a kind of whooshing, rushing sound. This silvery ghost becomes apparent. My skull lies in the fortress of my enemy, displaced in a place of ill omen. Return my skull to its rightful crypt, and my spirit will shine here forever bringing hope to this dark land. And then the dragon seems to shrink down and it takes the form of a very delicate but quite regal looking nobleman. Big, tall, white hair kind of swooping back, matching the description of the man that Shadow saw in the tower. And he just looks really sadly, his eyes lingering for just a moment on Zeke's before the spirit fades away. Oh, the ghost. The name just echoes through the room. His skull. That's not what the sword is. Ah. <sighs> No, it's Maybe. just another thing that we should we should do before we leave Barovia. Return his skull to the mausoleum. Maybe it will aid us in our fight against Strahd. Another light in the darkness, like the spirit said. Yes. Who are the it. enemies? Where is their fortress? I'm guessing, given old Vladimir's uh, hatred for Strahd, maybe that's what this this castle fell to, was the forces of Strahd. He mentioned that he lost someone he loved. What was that? If that was his master, maybe? Uh, anything else from anyone? Anyone doing anything, Xeros? All this kind of unfolds? Um, Are you interested in anything, or focus more on yeah. the chapel? I think, um, I mean, I've got no idea about Argenvost, his enemies, the mountains, like, I'm just like, uh, we could get the skull, maybe. <laughs> and if that's what gets us a sword, 
sure. I like skulls. Yeah. Um, cool. I think yeah. we, I think the the sword could still be here. Um, we should continue. We should look in the in the turrets. If it's if it's not in here, then the skull is the next the next thing we need to look for. But it still could be here. The skull would put him to rest, which is another goal, but not necessarily the one we need right now. We keep searching here. Um, okay. Yeah. Rose, do you have anywhere you want to search in particular? You have, um, there's two doors that lead to the um, southeast. Uh, there's one that goes south and then one directly east from the corridor you're currently in. I'm just going to move uh, uh, Jesper back in so you can see properly. So you have a door to the east and a door to the south. Which would you like to check out if you would like to keep moving? Um, the east, I think, because the turrets sure, yeah. were in the north. So going too far south mm -hmm. wouldn't. This door. Yeah. Yep. So when you open that one, I'll sort out the map in a minute, but it leads into a round topped, a uh, round topped wooden door opens to reveal a spiral staircase that leads up. Um, nice. Okay. Uh, it does. If you and wish to turret. continue going up, this will be the way to do it. But yeah, this staircase, if you begin all following it up, uh, leads up um, to, cool. just trying to scroll through now. Uh, the, a doorway opens uh, at the top of the stairs. It doesn't lead any further up. Um, we'll, I'll put you guys in the actual uh, turret itself uh, momentarily, but it does lead you to uh, the doorway that leads out. You see it opens onto the roof of the mansion itself. Um, there is a large hole in the very middle of it. Uh, that is the hole that was above uh, where you met Vladimir. Um, but you can see that the tower has tall battlements all surrounding it. There are even few, there's a couple of working ballistae um, to the north that you can see. But the thing that would probably draw your attention is uh, to the east of you, uh, there is a small sort of bridge over the chapel roof that leads into another tower that leads up. And you can see that there is an old... Um, like watch beacon, um, a big brazier, like metal brazier housed inside like an open aired turret at the very top of this beacon um, as as you stare out onto it. Uh, I'm just going to kind of move, cool. leave Jesper out, actually. I mean, that's pretty much the place, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then I'll Assuming have everyone else kind of still inside. The big dragon, the last battle came out of this hole in hmm. a very epic I mean, fashion. It, it certainly looks like something... Well, I think that this is caved in, so I think um, it looks like something fell in here. Slammed um, through. Maybe. Right. Interesting. Maybe. Um, over here. The peak over there. Over the chapel. Yeah, you can see, you can see yeah. that there is a doorway that leads into a turret that leads up. Um, a big, thick, heavy, sturdy wooden door set into the eastern tower. Cool. This has to be Let's it. Do it. The highest okay. point. Uh, as 
you all start rushing your way across, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask everybody to roll initiative. Oh, oh why? <laughs> why? We're fighting a roof. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, we're fighting the roof. No. It's our biggest the enemy. The biggest Dead enemy ever. Corridors and roofs. Roofers right. everywhere. I think I might just theater of the mind this one because the, the roll twenty is really struggling. Uh, Ziki, sure. initiative, please. Two. Two. Jesper. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, Rose. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, Zeros. Six. Six dragon twins really uh, <laughs> reacting quick. Uh, Irina, I have to roll four. Uh, Irina is going at 14. And Dog's Body. 10. 10. And I forgot to add his mark, so I will add him in a minute. Um, okay. Rose, as the group of you begin rushing your way towards this turret leading up, um, it you become very acutely aware of two spectral figures flanking this main tower leading up to this uh, turret beacon. There are two smaller towers attached to it. And from thin arrow slits uh, windows, you see two ghostly warriors, like the ones that you fought before. But these two have bows, and they are firing down uh, towards this little narrow bridge that you're about to cross to reach the doorway. Um, Tom, you know that bit in Dark Souls where those knights hit you while you're trying yep. to run up the thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thought yep. so. Um, <laughs> yeah. That sounds annoying. Uh, and yeah, they're just aiming down, and these you don't see like the two turrets that are attached there's no way to get to them from where you are without jumping across about 20 foot and then you'd be you know on flat turrets like you'd have to climb up flat stone to reach these turrets um as they're looking at you um but it is rose you are you are the first to act i would say that if everybody's around the door you've got about 5 10 15 20 25 30 feet to the wooden door of the turret that leads up can I run to the turret? Yeah, yeah. So, Rose, you just will make a run for it across before the archers manage to let loose a volley. Uh, you get to the door, and it is jammed or barred or secured in some way. It's going to need to be probably broken down. Okay. Can I, um, as my action, maybe make some kind of a check to, to barge... To try and put as much strike yeah, behind sure. it as I can. Yeah, be, um, <laughs> athletics check. When you need her. Um, athletics check if you want to try and break it down in one go. The other one is you could just try destroying the door. You could literally be like hacking the door apart to get through it. But if you want to try and just I shoulder barge it. 15 plus mm-hmm. 4, so 19. 19? Just Even with barging. a 19, you feel like you, you slam into this thing, but this thick reinforced wooden door just kind of bounces you back you've definitely you hear like wood snap and crack you've probably done some damage to it but not enough to fully break through it unfortunately um as you're gonna smash into it but any bonus you could really do with your help here mm-hmm. well jesper you are you are the next one to go they're 30 feet from us uh, the up. door is 30 feet from you. The they are about... Sorry, I'm just looking because I'm trying to look at the map as well, where they are. 
the turret roughs about 80 feet above ground level so you guys so they're about 20 feet um up from you guys but then they're about 5 10 15 uh 20 feet away from the ledge of the roof as well are they within 30 feet they are within 30 feet yeah as long as it's a ranged attack you obviously won't be able to move yes. up to them i'm gonna try and sure. cast tasha's hideous laughter on one of them okay just to uh, is that a charmed effect it is a i don't know um read the spell out for us it's a wisdom saving throw Mm-hmm. Or fall prone. A uh, creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into a fit of laughter if this spell affects it. Uh, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand up for the duration. A creature with an intelligence score of four or less isn't affected. So that's the only stipulation. Huh. That's interesting. Um, even says it's a charmed effect. How hilarious. Um, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, I mean, it's an enchantment spell, but that doesn't mean it's a charm effect. So, yeah, they have to make a saving throw. Um, Okay. 13 to beat. 13 to beat is irrelevant as I roll a 17, I'm afraid. Um, So this ghostly apparition, just the the humor uh, of whatever hilarious joke you're about to tell, uh, just does not seem to reach it in its undead state. I will run towards this door. Actually, I'm going to stand to the side because I'm noticing Rose trying to to back it. Slamming into it. Clearing a path, so to speak, but trying to duck behind one of the... um, The... uh, The wall. (laughs) The fucking wall. Yeah. Unfortunately, because they are 20 feet above, these walls don't offer you much protection. But yeah, you kind of duck down next to one. Try and stay small. Irina will move into the doorway kind of not wanting to put herself in danger she will move herself into the doorway of the turret that you just came from and try and get herself covered she's also gesturing like Ziki get out of range come on um, and is gesturing to kind of step inside um, and she will probably she can't really do that much she will instead uh, kind of begin singing this almost like a, a war song like this there's this primal sort of um Uh, choral music that she begins kind of like singing and it's this rising adrenaline filling war song and she's bardic inspiration for Xeros Um, oh forgiveness can you imagine so you have a a d6 forgiveness can you imagine (laughs) it's quiet upstairs uh, as the two archers uh, sensing uh, Rose and Jasper are going to attempt to break down the door uh, in fact, actually, no. I'd say Rose is too hard of an angle for them to hit. Um, so one will fire at Jesper, and the other one will fire at... Oh, let me roll a d6. Uh, dog's body or Ziki? One, two, three, Ziki. Four or six, dog's body. Four, six, dog's body. So dog's body and Jesper. Uh, they take... Uh, is it two shots each? Um, oh, I don't know, actually. They're slightly different. Oh, yes, two shots each. Um, that is a 19 to hit you, Jesper, with the first one. Yeah. And a seven to hit you on the second one. No. Okay, you take four points of force damage as one of these spectral arrows kind of slams into your shoulder. Uh, Dog's body, six to hit you. No. Uh, Twenty to hit you. 
No. Yes. No. <laughs> three three points of force damage as a spectral arrow kind of slams, passing almost phasing through your body, but sapping some of your strength as it does so. Um, dog's body. No. Uh, can I run up and slam the door, please? So you just want to try and break it down with pure strength rather than attacking it? Yeah, why not? I have advantage on athletics. Um, trying to figure Is out that why. all the time? Mm, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't think it's all the time. I think you do get it, but not right now. Sack. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to bail. That is sure. a 17. On the Same with the rose. Like, you kind of slam into it, you feel it buckle, uh, cracking a few of the boards, but still holding firm. <laughs> you slam your body against it because i get extra attack can i like body slam it again uh you couldn't you wouldn't have the momentum to body slam it again but i'd let you make an attack with your axe if you want to try and chop parts of it down Ah, okay i'm gonna smash yeah okay uh so that is a 17 plus 6 uh 18 that will hit a door three i hit the door i hit the door and then that is a uh five Six, seven, eight, nine points of okay. so one, great axe. The axe comes swinging down, and uh, like the shining, parts of the door begin splintering away as the axe kind of breaks through. Um, you've done some significant damage, but the door is still standing firm. You've, you've made like a, a good chunk out of it, but still locked in. Anything else on your turn? Uh, bonus action. No. That's fine. So you and Rose are currently Good. right in front of the door. Nobody else can get to the door now. Uh, while cool. You're in front of it. Enjoy that, okay. Xeros. Xeros. <laughs> cool. Um, well, I mean, I was, like, scraping my foot across the floor, like, but now I can't get to it. So, um, <laughs> well, you could. Also, you just have to push fighter. Rose or Dog's body off the roof. Or through the, the door. Roof. I could use them as a battering ram. Yeah. Um, sure. I will instead use what range do I have? I forgot I have this. I've got Scorching Ray, so I want to oh, use wow. that. Uh, you do, you've, on... you've got it back, but you only get it back after a long rest, but you have had a long rest since you used it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't refresh it. I... Um, so yeah, I will Fine. use this three attacks on... I guess I'll, I'll direct them to all three on one person but if one of them dies I'll guess I'll redirect it onto okay. the other one as a note because um, I don't want you to waste it they are firing from these really thin arrow slits so any attacks coming in it has significant cover against um ah ah ah, ah. uh that does they're in a prime position, position to shoot down I mean on people on the roof I can't, I can't get to the door so I may as well try um okay sure so you kind of leverage yeah. uh, he who grins up and in the gap between the two blades this thin beam of fire begins to emerge and project yeah, like outwards mag cannon or something like that uh first mm-hmm. one uh is a just a 15 to hit um, 15 to hit uh these guys have three quarters cover which gives them a plus five to their ac that is not enough it scorches the outside stone of the turret dang it Try again. Oh my god, it's a nat 20. That will still hit. Uh, yep, sure. 
which is uh, something. So 2d6 something, max, something. and then another 2d6. So 12 plus 2d6. Another 6. So 18 on one of these boys. 18 points of damage. So you see the flames kind of like burn through this tiny arrow slit, and you can see the creature kind of as parts of it are being burnt away, this ectoplasmic mist being scorched nice. and singed. And then the final one? Third one. Mm-hmm. Nine. <laughs> this one, again, the aim, just trying to get it through this tiny window is is proving extremely difficult um, as you do that. Anything else, Zeros, on your turn? Uh, that's, that's, that's me. I mean, am I behind cover on this pillar? I am, aren't I? Um, if you move up to there, you will have cover from at least one of them, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, instead, uh, the I turret will go where Irina is currently hiding. Okay. So you move in front of Ziki. Ziki, your turn. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna... Hmm. I'm gonna move just, like, here? So I'm, like, right underneath the turret. Um, yeah. Next to Irina and is Mark. Yeah. Can I cast Infestation on the one that Xeros injured? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, give us read that out. I don't know how it works. Sounds gross. So, uh, it's a con 13 save throw. Um, on a succeed, the target takes 2d6 poison damage and moves 5 feet in a random direction determined by a d4. Okay, um, I can tell you now, this creature is undead, so the poison does not affect it. Um, so even the, you can see all these bugs trying to crawl through its body, but there's nothing there, so the swarms of flies and gnats just kind of pass through it without any uh, effect. Um, this particular creature is immune to poison, and it is undead. Okie dokie. I'm afraid to say, um, Ziki, I'm sorry. Um, you can continue no, movement, bonus actions. Um, let's see what bonus actions. I'm good for bonus. I haven't got any things left. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm good. So like, you and Irina are kind of hugging one of these turrets, giving you cover from one of these archers. Um, the other one can still draw uh, a good line of fire to you. Um, Ismark basically moves up to the two of you and puts himself in front. And he doesn't have a shield, but he's kind of using his weapons and trying to block you as best as he can. Um, but yeah, cool. that's, uh, that's Ismark's turn. Rose, you are at the door. You can see that uh, Dog's body has already taken weapons to it. Uh, what would you like to do? Um, I don't know if my... Well, my I've got a short sword. Will that do much in comparison to an axe? It, it won't be as effective as a slashing weapon. So bludgeoning and slashing weapons would be better at breaking down a door. A piercing weapon would mm-hmm. not be as good, but you could try. I will try and barge the door again. Um, mm-hmm. So you could effectively like get Jesper to move out of the way back 16, up and then charge at it again. 19, 19, 20. Unnatural. 20 is the number you needed. So with one, like you kind of, with the damage ah, done by yourself and Dog's Body previously, you kind <laughs> of like push Jesper out of the way, take another running start. And as you slam into it this time, whatever um, bar had been set to brace the door, the damage that Dog's Body's axe has broken it, you splinter it and the door slams open. Can you make a deck saving throw, Rose? Um, as your momentum carries you through the door, you see that there is a railing because the, the turret just drops down into the chapel below. Great. Um, make a deck save for me. Mm. Uh, uh, ooh, uh, 17. I rolled a 10. I have a plus 7 to deck saves. Nice. So Dog's Body, as you're like, uh, you begin reaching out for Rose. 
she catches herself on this railing and you kind of oh, stop yourself from tumbling straight off and falling down into the, the church below. Um, inside, you can see that there is a stone staircase that leads up. There is no windows or doors into the two side turrets, um, but you can see that this spiral staircase, yeah, leads up. Thank you, Chris Trot, for showing the inside of that. Okay, I will... Well, I'm, I'm in there, so I'll start yeah, uh, making in. my way. In? Yeah, you can start making your way up there Under for the sure. Um, cool. Uh, Jesper, following? I'll I'll duck inside and follow. Sure. Uh, maybe even... Yeah, I'll just catch up, I think. Making okay. space for everyone else to follow on behind. Well, uh, so with enough movement, you can get to Rose. You could dash up to the top if you so chose to. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, All the way. so you are over here, Jesper, in a separate little tower. You can see that here, Jesper, as you go further up, there are two doors that seem to lead into the side turrets um, and head down to where those spectral arches were um, as you emerge uh, at the top of the stairs. Uh, that's, that's pretty much going to be the end of your movement in that spot, Jesper. Um, right. Okay. Right, Irina, seeing the door is open, will basically take a moment and then she will dash through, um, just kind of running past everybody, calling for Zeke and his mark to follow. Uh, the spectral warriors, however, they disappear from the turrets as they pass through the walls and emerge, Rose, um, inside the tower where you guys are as they just phase through the walls, drawing spectral blades Oh, it's that floor, not, the, not where I am. Yeah, they've not appeared. No, no, they've appeared below you. It looks like the doors that you're by, Trot, would be in the upper level of the towers they were in. So it looks like you could use them to go down. But, um, And they will make an attack, one against Rose uh, and one against Irina. Uh, two attacks each, sorry. So Rose, 16 to hit you. Ah, just just that's eight points of force damage the next attack is only an eight a seven to hit you so you kind of manage to leap out of the way of that one uh the ones against irena that one is a hit that's like 22 the next one is a miss irena takes uh nine points of damage herself as well as she's struck by one of these force blades dog's body um yeah i'll shout come on dragons uh and then turn into the tower and I guess I'll mm-hmm. probably... I'm right next to the ghosties. You're next to Irina and the one fighting Irina, basically. Okay. Can I bonus action... Oh, technically, you're next to the one fighting Rose as well. My crimson right to make my blade uh-huh. magical. I know it's probably um, immune but or whatever, but uh, to cold, but I want uh-huh. my blade to be magical. Um, That's probably very wise. Yeah, so I will slice myself with my axe, turning it all icy. Love my dramatic descriptions. Um, and then I will uh, start hacking at the one in front of Irina. So that's a mm-hmm. 12, 17 plus 6, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, that definitely um, hits. This is the one that um, you can see part of it has been burnt away by uh, by Xeros's Scorching Ray. Uh, I rolled a two, but with Great Weapon Master, I can roll that again on a one and a two. Sure. I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. I rolled a four plus four. Uh, four plus four is eight. 
And I'm guessing no cold damage. No cold damage, but the strike does hit true and it cleaves through parts of its body, sending mists uh, dissipating. Um, just like the spectral warriors you fought before when you were caught in the trap. These are basically the same creatures. Um, is that it? Just um, one attack? Uh, no, I'm going to attack again. Uh, I rolled a 14 plus 6 is a 20, unnatural 20. That will hit. Yep. Uh, oh, I rolled a What's 10 second... plus 4. 14. <sighs> 14. This one nearly cleaves the, the spirit in twain. Um, but just enough of it is left to present this kind of like floating thin husk of a, a creature um, still capable of striking but heavily heavily wounded uh, from how wounded a spectral warrior can be um, but yeah uh, anything else? No that's all I got Okay Xeros your turn uh, Irina and Dog's Body are sadly sort of still in the way as they block the entrance into the turret but you can move through their space um um, yeah, can I move I... into a space yeah. where I can, like, still hit the ghosty? You could, but you'd be basically in between both of them, right by the uh, landing. So you'd kind of, like, charge through Dog's body, kind of maybe shoving him a little out of the way, and then you're right in between the two of them, uh, with one on either side. I thought one of them died. No, oh, one of them is just barely alive. Yeah, very, very close. Ah... Well, in that case, I want to attack the one that's very alive and use a sweeping attack to hit the one that's barely alive. Okay, sure. Um, also, bonus action, sword up. You know, sure. fiery sword I'm up. Gonna move, um, I'm just going to move you over, Trot, so you can see what's going on. Okay. okay, so, he who grins. Uh, one, two, three, four, boom. Unnatural 20. Um, that's a hit. 17 slashing and 5 fire damar uh, yes also... so this strike the one fighting rose as it turns to try and strike rose you plunge he who grins into its back spin it out and then the sweeping attack hits the creature beside it sweeping attack does do I re-roll this too because I got I've got great we- great weapon fighting as well no because it's not you're not it's not the damage of the weapon it's a different type of damage I believe I'm going to rule it that way. Somebody will correct me, I'm sure. But right now in this instance, I'm going to say no. It is a different type of damage roll. It does say damage dice with melee weapons wielded by t- with two hands. So I mean... Right, but yeah. this, isn't the, this isn't the damage die of the weapon. This is a ability you have that's dealing a damage. Okay. Um, yeah, so I do two to this dude then. That, uh, that's how I'm ruling it on this. I'm probably wrong, and somebody if somebody can point me where it says, like, nope, Great Weapon Master does apply to things like Battle Master techniques, I'm happy to be corrected. But my interpretation is, it is Great Weapon Master applies to the damage roll of the weapon, not anything like, you wouldn't get to re-roll the flame damage if it was a one or a two. This kind of works in the same right. function. Oh, okay. So I did it okay. Oh. In that. I mean, yeah, it, you did it, it fine, it, Kim. Yeah, you did it correct. Okay. Yeah, anyway, two to that guy, so... Just two. The, the weaker guy. Yeah. Second attack. That's, that's, that's me. Nope, don't have multi-attack nope. anymore. Oh, that's true. You don't have multi-attack oh. anymore, do you? Oh, no. I <laughs> Curious. I'm going to run in. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20. Oh, it's busy in here. It's very busy. Sorry, I'm just going to move you. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. So you kind of have to squeeze past Irina to kind of get in the corner of this little turret room. Um, but you can see one <laughs> heavily injured spectre uh, on one side of your brother, and then on the other side is this, um, you know, 
still damaged. You can see part of its form has been dissipated, but it's still fighting strong. Can I cast a uh, sacred flame on the one uh, near Rose? See, we'll clear. Uh, you that can. Is- you are now next to a hostile creature, which means you have disadvantage. Or is it a saving throw for sacred flame? It's a saving. Uh, it's a deck oh. save throw. In that case, I have to make it, and I fail. That's a three. Nice. So that is a 2d8 radiant damage. Six. Six points of radiant damage. Um, As you call out, Lyra's spirit guides your hand, and this, this, you know, golden light kind of escapes and burns part of the one fighting Rose away. Um, Anything else? Uh, No, that is me good. Thank you. Okay. Well, as it is, I mean, how about, what do you guys think? Do you want to just do quickly one more round of combat? Because I think you'll probably win. Or, because it is ten. Should we just do one more? Yeah, I mean, we can, we can finish it up. Yeah. yeah, should we just finish it up? Because I think one more round will finish this off for you I guys. Rose. Just, maybe. <laughs> Hello. Um, Hello. Can uh, Is the one next to me the one that's been badly damaged, or is it the one that's no, been... it's the other one. No, it's damaged. It's okay. still been damaged. It's I'm... still been injured. Um, the Zeke's uh, radiant energy definitely yeah. has, has yeah. caused damage to it. I will bonus action Slayer's Prey, and I will stab it with my sword. Yeah, it is too close for bow, but sword. Sure. Uh, That's a natural 20! Nice! Nice! So that is... What damage is it normally? D6? D6 plus 4, so... So 6 plus 4, 10, plus another D6... 10 plus another d6 which is a 3 so 13 then Slayer's Prey on that which technically would also be critted your Slayer's Prey would max and roll again as well well I just rolled a 6 on my Slayer's Prey so another 12 so that'd be 8 plus 6 so another 12 so what was it 14 plus 12 is that right 13 plus 12 13 plus 12 so 25 halved because it is all non-magical Half of 25 is... 12. 12. So 12 in D&D terms, because you round down. So even though your weapon barely can... The the weapon doesn't seem to affect this creature as much, but knowing that, you purposely kind of swipe at it in certain locations to do as much damage as you possibly can with this non-magical weapon, and its form is nearly obliterated, as you do. Like, you're pulling strands of mist and ectoplasm away, leaving this thin shred of a skeletal figure left. Um, Next attack. My second attack... (laughs) Ooh, uh, 16 plus 7. That is a hit. Hit. Easy. So, uh, 4, 5, 6, 7 damage. But half damage. So not, not nearly not as good. Three points of damage. Um, yeah, you, you again, you having unleashed this flurry of strikes, the second one just doesn't have quite enough uh, power to, to finish this creature off as you do so. Uh, anything else, Rose? Or Jesper. No, I'm I'm, oh, I'm done. Gonna, I'm gonna move back. So you can hear the sounds of fighting from downstairs, Jesper, but you can also see that the uh the turret continues up as well. I'm gonna go back down and just lunge for the closest thing. I'll be the one next to Rose. Right, I'm gonna go and swangin'. Mm-hmm. So my rapier. It's going to do a 16 to hit. 
16 will hit. That is six piercing damage, half to three. That is enough as you strike forward uh, with the rapier. The, whatever form that was still remaining is dissipated and disrupted, and it vanishes before your nice. eyes. Nice. Nice. This way. Uh, Zeros, dispatch him. And uh, that is enough of a moral boost from a bard to be a bardic inspiration. Oh, yeah, That's I two he's now got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've got two it. of those now. I'm so inspired. And that's oh, all you can give compliment-wise and uh, bard-wise to Joss <laughs> at this current state. Sure. So, uh, I'm going to run uh, Irina, upstairs. And then you, and then you head, start heading back upstairs. Cool. Well, we'll get to... I think we'll just do that, yeah. Um, Irina on her turn will... With Zeke and everyone else there, she will... She can't thunderclap it. She will just strike at it with her own rapier. Uh, sadly, missing... Um, the tight quarters, she's not quite as adept at fighting in, in such cramped conditions, um, and her strike goes wide, leaving this creature to attack once more, and it will turn its attention to Zeki and strike twice. Uh, that is a 22 to hit Zeki. Yeah. For 8 force damage, and then it will strike at Xeros with its second attack for a 21. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. 10 force damage and it's death throws it strikes at the two of you um, trying to finish you off dog's body yeah I'm gonna keep whacking one left um, sure yeah so uh, that is a 7 plus a 6 is 13 to hit not enough it brings its spectral shield up and your Ooh. axe crashes against it just to check him you took your um, crimson right damage as well yeah, yeah. Yeah, I took three points on that. Yeah, three points, um, cool. 18 plus 6, 18, 19, 20, 21, 24. Um, and you don't no. need to roll damage. It had three hey. points oh, well, left. So with oh, one seven. big final swoop, the first blow hits its shield. <laughs> you bring the axe up again, and with it a more powerful thing, it breaks the shield, passing through the spectre as you watch as the mist just begins to evaporate, and the spectre is defeated. And now... Ah. You are left in uh, uh, this tower. Um, a rickety wooden landing uh, and staircase clings to the walls of the tower. And it leads up to another landing about 20 feet above. You can see the floor of the chapel about 60 feet below. That is where we will end today, friends, with the winds of Barovia howling as this tower, perhaps your last place to look for the Sword of Sunlight, rests above you and that's where we're going to end today's nice. episode what a good one that was a good one that's a good one there's a lot that was a good lot happens yeah. there was a lot yeah. there was a lot of cool rp and exploring argonvost and um giggles and then a little cheeky little cheeky combat lot lots of giggles a lot of giggles yeah. no, that was a really good one i really it was really nice to have the rp with the group at the start but then having that interaction with vladimir as well was was really nice like Seeing everyone yeah. sort of approach. Almost got all of us killed, I think. Uh, <laughs> if we did get into a fight with the Revenant. Um, also, I didn't oh, have a look I, into it, I by the way. I could possibly say. Well, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, great weapon fighting, Trot, by the way, Trot just knows. as a heads up. Um, yes. I don't it know is weapon, uh, weapon dice or attack dice that are associated with the weapon. So it is literally just my 2d6 and the 2d6 fire, nothing else. So not things like okay. Divine Smite. I don't know why I would be looking that up. 
<laughs> Take care. Look after yourselves. Thank we you love you. Wear your damn masks. Uh, and we'll You're see nasty. you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Everybody.